It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to one cause. That cause is the truth given in the Holy Bible, which we believe is the inerrant and infallible Word of God, conferred to man to live by. We let the Word of God be the final authority as to what is or is not true. We strongly feel that if we do not expose false doctrine, we only encourage it. This ministry is designed to challenge you from an apologetic point of view. 1 Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is Michael Tinsley. Please stay tuned while we arm you, the believer, to keep living by the word. It's the noble thing to do. Well, 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 yes, indeed, it is a noble thing to do to keep living by the word. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Living by the Word Ministries, presentation of the Bible Information Brokers. My name is Daryl Fulton. They call me EZD, and I'm going to be introducing my other teammates momentarily, but I'm going to give this I'll give the listening audience an opportunity, you, the other teammates, an opportunity to call in and communicate with us your questions so we can give a biblical response, a biblical answer, if you would. But right now, let's take what the Bible is so paramount in talking about is in respecting and honoring God for the privilege and opportunity to have a broadcast like this and also just to have breath in our bodies. So if you would be so kind out of respect, bow with me in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you and praise you just for the privilege. Wow, what an opportunity to talk about the things that you have to say about the various subject matters of your creation. That is all of us. We all are your creation, Father God, and we thank you for that. Now, there are special relationships that you do talk about in your word that delineates from creation to children. And we're going to talk about that as we go along in this broadcast. It'll be pretty evident that, God, you do make a distinction in your word so that people won't feel like, you know, they're not included in this. This broadcast is to do just that, to get questions answered so that we can be all inclusive, not only in your creation, which is automatic by you allowing us to live, but getting into the family. How do you get into someone's family? What a great opportunity to, to learn about that tonight. Maybe we will. I think we will. So, Father God, because you have given us breath in our body, let us honor you uh, by focusing on what you say about everything. Bible information brokers, think about that. We're going to broker God's answer from a biblical perspective to any question that you call in about. We want to take an opportunity to do that. That's our format. So please, 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 Lord, we want to honor you. We want to dedicate this broadcast to you. And we're just trusting that by your spirit that you would help us to do those things that would be pleasing and honoring to you. Like a little child would learn to uh, please their parents, we want to please you, Lord, in what we do in this broadcast. So work with us by your spirit, Father God. Work with the listening audience by your spirit. And because and by your spirit, we want to do just that, glorify and honor you. And by all of that happening, we will be edified. We will grow up. We will maturate. We will be mature in our life and do things that you would have us to do. Help us to learn that, even in this broadcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, this is the Bible Information Brokers. You, the listening audience, are part of the team. I'll be introducing my other teammates momentarily. And let's do a special shout-out to one of our teammates and say happy anniversary uh, to Brian and Ari Allen. 25 years, I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. If I got it wrong, hey, 25 years putting up with Brian, and that's a pretty good thing, Harry. So if you're on Facebook, which is one of the ways we ask questions, are right in there, 
give a shout out to Ari and Brian for their anniversary, your 25th anniversary, and tell them happy anniversary by those little things that you do on Facebook. If you're on our website, you can send emails in there of, of congratulatory um, praise to that lovely lady that would tolerate somebody on the Bible Information Broker. I'm going to put it down on all of us. So today, Ari and Brian's Day, we dedicate the broadcast to them as well. So if you want to call us, Eric, the main guy, let me tell you something. Call 888-995-5552. 888-995-5552. If you call it now, he will set your call up. And we want to get as many calls and questions as we can tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is your broadcast. Please take it over. Call in with your open and your honest questions. We want to give you a biblical response. 888-995-5552 is the number. Everything else, every other format we have for you to communicate with us tonight live is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers for Facebook, out there in Facebook land, I'm kind of waving at you. Also on our .com website, you can send us a question by email, tweeting us, messenger us, what have you. And then these particular shows will be archived so you can share with your friends. Now, I mentioned the word share, and on Facebook, you can share that you're listening to this broadcast right now live, and that way people will have it. Those that can join us around the world, if it's the time appropriate for them and they're awake, then all your contacts will know that you're listening to the Bible Information Brokers and can join in by simply doing the same thing you do, typing in your question on Facebook, email, uh, messenger, uh, tweeting, Bible Info Brokers is, is the uh, address. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my other teammate. I already told you about uh, Eric. Well, Gabriel is the one that really makes it all happen because he makes sure all the engineering is right. Is that right, Gabe? He's giving a thumbs up. Yeah. And so if anything technologically go wrong, not telephonically, but technologically, that'll be on game tonight. Without further ado, also, I have the other teammate, Professor Craig Hawkins, who I still affectionately call PCH. PCH, are you there with me telephonically? I done said it twice, and so you can't get it once. How you doing, brother? <laughs> <laughs> you know I was. Oh, I told you. That's cold, brother. Hey, man, look, oh, when you get a certain age, Craig, things are important. You make those things that are important in your life. Telephonically, my word. Don't be stealing it like you did last week. How you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> good, good for you. Yeah, with our other teammates, you know, uh, as I announced, you heard about that. So we give a little shout out to 25 years of dealing with somebody like us. I'm going to say like us only because I'm going to give them a little break today. Uh, or we can get that bus, uh, that bus sound going. If I get that bus sound going, I'll make it on a little ramp. What do you say, Greg? What? Say what? I said if I got that bus sound in the background, then I would have something else to say. But we don't have that queued up yet, the little bus music, uh, Brian's favorite thing, the, you know, the bus job. So we won't do that mm-hmm. to him today. But listen, PCH. We'll let the spirit dictate how the flow of the show goes. Now, folks, please take an opportunity to call in. Craig and I, we can go. All night long. I have enough questions because of reading through the Bible chronologically and doing the different things that we do in life, the things that goes on in my life alone can definitely fill a three or four hour show. I'm sure Craig's can as well. The various things that's happened to us in our lives. Because if we live in Christ centric, then we are asking ourselves biblically, how does this apply to our life? What does God say about this? How am I doing here? What am I doing there? In church today, Craig, we talked about the parable of the sores, man. Not necessarily an easy sermon to um, to take in, but such a necessary sermon to understand how the Word of God affects different people and to be one out of four 
<laughs> you know, if you go to Matthew, I think it's 13, it'll be a dynamic thing to understand how the word of God, even the things that we're saying as Bible information brokers will resonate with the people's soul. So as the calls are coming in, Craig, let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit about the whole idea that we call ourselves Bible info brokers. If we just broke that down, doesn't a broker supposed to have information that it will be, uh, what, uh, effective in a person's life, whether it's financial or what have you, and how effective do, is the Bible or how effective is the Word of God to a person's life, and why should they even be concerned about the Word of God and what he has to say about it? Is it an antiquated book? <laughs> well, Daryl, of course, you know, if there is a God, and he's, that God has spoken and mm-hmm. he healed himself, uh, we might want to listen. <laughs> we might want to pay attention. I mean, look how many times we, we listen to people who claim to be experts or, and they, they really don't know hardly anything what they're talking about. I think some of the medical advice we've gotten uh, <laughs> for the last year or two. Oh, I know. Made a Johns Hopkins study. Yeah. Um, I mean, we listen to people who you know, think they know what they're doing and they don't. And frankly, sometimes we clearly don't know what we're doing. But it's indeed, if there is a God and God's communicated to us, well, we might try listening. And the antiquated, well, is truth antiquated? I mean, truth doesn't age. It doesn't go, yeah. and they go out of fashion in the sense people don't want to hear the truth. Or they want it jazzed up. They want it presented in a, a palatable manner to them. Uh, but tr- truth doesn't go out of date. There are what are called time fallacies, that something's true because it's old or it's new or neither. I mean, that's just silliness. God has spoken, and we, we want to pay attention. There, there, as we say in school, there will be a quiz given at the end of class. Uh, at the end of this life, uh, people will experience the final exam, and uh, one might have wanted to pay attention during life wow. and make their life count in light of eternity. Yeah, don't be claiming that economic um, thing that goes on where back in the day we used to say as a, as a joke when we don't want to listen to somebody, we say we were too broke to pay attention. Well, <laughs> you could be too broke to pay attention if you want to, but when it comes right down to it, you don't hear some things that's going to make a difference in your life and the life to come. Then, um, you know, how, I guess how dare us from the perspective of knowing the truth or people that claim to know the truth, whatever truth they claim to know, because I'm hearing so much about people saying your truth, Craig, my truth, uh, you know, your channel, my channel, his channel. I mean, is there a your truth and my truth uh, is or is there just simply truth, as you say? Well, we can we can talk about whether one's appropriated the truth, and then there was a famous philosopher named Soren Kierkegaard, and he talked about truth, and sometimes I think he's misunderstood, although sometimes he did say kind of some outlandish things, but he talked about truth being subjective, but what he meant by that was that truth must be appropriated. Mm. It's not enough to, to know it. and So, for example, one can know that smoking's really harmful and that one ought not to smoke because of its damage it does to the individual who smokes and to those around them, the secondhand smoke. Uh, but one could be a world-class cardiologist or respiratory therapist or otherwise. They could have access to the facts better than anyone. Uh, but They know the information, but they've not appropriated 
we would say, Daryl, it's not appropriated. And that's the issue. One wants to appropriate the truth. In this case, Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's not enough to know about him and even believe that he lived or he was who he claimed to be and did what he said he was going to do. Uh, one must appropriate that for themselves. I can know that, uh, you know, any health issue you want, uh, that something's good for me or bad for me and still do it or not do it, and I'm going to reap the consequences. So, again, it's not just knowing about something, it's the appropriation of it. In that sense, I w- in my opinion, only in that sense does it now become my truth versus someone else's truth, uh, because I've appropriated the truth or not. Yeah, you brought your obviously to bring it by doing that appropriation. You bring it into your life, and thus it has meaning to you on a, a level that is either going to be positive or negative. Depends on, like you said, not only how you appropriate it, but how you actually execute. I'm using the word execute, or is that in the same? Is that like a sister to appropriation? Would executing the truth about things would be a sister mm-hmm. to appropriation? Okay. Cool, cool. Well, look, Craig, we, uh, I, I gave the people the number. I see folks are online. Uh, if you have a question, ladies and gentlemen, uh, give us a question. I'm about to give it, I'll pass the baton to the professor and myself, and maybe some things are on, on, on the professor's mind that he want to share as we set up the phone call. So uh, 888-995-5552 is the number. 888-995-5552 is the number. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers for everything else as far as Facebook tweeting, emailing us, messengering us, and the, and the like. So take an opportunity to uh, join in the broadcast and call or send us a question by those other methods I just sent. PCH, we have a question coming from the studio, I believe, and it's asking the question, is it possible to truly be saved, parenthetically, convicted and repentant, close per in, without acknowledging that we have broken one or some of God's laws? Is it possible to do that? If you don't like admit that you're wrong, or uh, is it possible to be safe? Um, the short answer is no. I mean, why would I be saved? If I, saved means to hear deliverance, the idea of to be delivered from some type of danger or harm. How would I be saved if I don't believe there's even a harm or a danger in the first place? There's nothing to be saved from. I mean, if you are playing, you offer me a parachute. I, I'm going to like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'd be uncomfortable, and I just don't need one. But if I find the plane's going to crash, uh, and there's a chance of me ejecting from the plane and, and parachuting to safety, well, now I want the parachute. I mean, so who would um, who, who would be safe from something they don't even believe is a danger? I mean, that's just it. People who die... Sometimes it's some pretty silly things because they didn't believe they were in danger, and they were. And they were involved with something that took their life. And I would also argue that over and over and over again, you see in, in the Old Testament, throughout the Old Testament, and into the New Testament, that one needs to confess. And and the word confess means to agree, in this case. It means to agree with God what he says. There is a danger, there is a problem, and it needs to be taken care of. We are messed up, we are sinners. We are in danger of eternal separation from God and already suffering the consequences in our world from our alienation from God. And one needs to confess that they are, that that is the case and that they are in need of Christ. And so if one gets out of concordance or today just, you know, get on through a word search, 
the Bible confession or confess, you'll see it's all over the place. And every time there's a revival, every time there is a turning in repentance of Israel, they are confessing their sins individually and collectively. And we're told very clearly in the New Testament that the same thing, whether we're talking Romans chapter 10 or 1 John chapter 1, one needs to confess, again, homologeo, at least in Greek, and one's agreeing with what God says about our sin, that it's just that, and we're in need of, of forgiveness and God's grace and mercy. No confession, no repentance, no salvation. It doesn't make doesn't even make any sense. Well, I, 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 think, I think in light of the way I've, I've heard people say so many different ways that maybe I'm not understanding what they say, people have actually said, listen, I don't think I'm that bad of a person. But, you know, I see people go to church. I see you guys been dedicating your life to this and that and other things. So uh, are, are, is it is it possible, I guess? And I think the short answer is no. I, I agree with the answer, but I'm just throwing it out there for just in case the listening audience may be considering this. Is it possible for a person to, you know, go ahead and sort of like as an insurance policy, if you would, buy the policy? And it's almost kind of silly, but yet you don't think you're ever going to die. Or you don't think you're ever going to have to, uh, there's no consequence to your actions on this side. I'm not that bad. Why would God send me to hell? And they really don't understand it uh, from whatever perspective, but yet they're going to accept Christ. They're going to do this. They're going to get involved with something when they really, like you said, don't believe it. What are they coming into that for? Why are you wasting your time? As it were? I would ask a person, why would you be wasting well, your time? Right, but the other problem with that is, I guess we could get some scenarios in life so people might do something like that, but it's not just saying it, though. I've used the word confess, conf, confess or confession, mm-hmm. but I don't mean just saying words. You, you have to actually believe it. There, there's a difference between just saying something. Uh, you might apologize just to get out of some trouble or whatever, and you don't really believe you did anything wrong. I mean, yeah. so the Bible talks about repentance, and repentance is a genuine change uh, change a, t- a turning, uh, doing 180 degrees on the on the road of life, if you will. It, it is a genuine change of mind. But if I don't really believe it, I haven't changed my mind. So it, you know, someone's not saved because they say certain words uh, out loud or not. That's not salvation. That's that's not that's not the concept. It is it is belief that wow, I really am in trouble. I really am messed up. I really did do wrong. I need to be right with God. So saying, just saying something doesn't accomplish anything. Well, Craig, I need to take a real quick um, interruption to what we're talking about and just let the, the engineer know that we don't have sound on Facebook for whatever reason. I apologize to the people that are uh, trying to, you know, are they on Facebook now and not hearing the sound? They said the radio is fine, but we have some technological problems with Facebook as far as being on with the sound. Okay, I think they just told me, uh, hold on, let me do like they do on TV. Okay, I just heard in my ear that they fixed it, Craig. I'm doing that little right-hand okay, thing. Okay, so tell <laughs> This is this is not a telephonic problem. Oh no, here you go. Man, come on, say something else, man. <laughs> How about microphonic? Is there such a thing called microphonic? We can now hear you. <laughs> but anyway, but no. Again, going back to just the, the bottom line, as you said, uh, in regards to repentance, this whole gospel that we have, this whole idea about Jesus Christ, is a gospel of reconciliation. The two R's, you know, not the three R's, but the two R's, reconciliation and repentance, or reconciliation through repentance, if I could. And I don't think we talk about that enough uh, as far as a a whole. I don't hear many people, 
you know, because obviously to say you have to repent from something or you're going to be reconciled, there's some angst going on. There's some enmity involved with our relationship with whoever, and in this case with the with our creator. And so if there is that enmity that's happening, then uh, obviously we need to straighten that out by the rules of the disconnect. And his rule is through Christ, as we talked about, and we will be talking about a little later on as well. So, PCH, I'm telling you, I'll give, I'm going to give the number again, brother, but now we're about to get on and what, what's, what's, what's going on in your life, and we can talk about or my life, and we can talk about, because folks, you have an opportunity to call in with your question. Again, you, if you've been listening for any of the time and you have a, uh, don't have a question, why don't you? You don't have something that's going on in your life that you can share that other people that has um, probably similar things going on. And so it's almost like I'm, I'm compelled to say this to people. If, you're with, if you went to church today, if you've been alive today, there is something that's going on in your life unless everybody's life is so smooth. Now, that'd be great. Don't get me wrong. If your life and everybody's life out there that's listening to us now is so smooth and everything is peachy king or copacetic, if I can use some older expressions, then, hey, don't call in. But if you have a question, if you're reading your word, if you're living, if life is happening to you, you might have a concern. You might have something that other people may be going through as well that you want to share, that you may be needing to share. So when I open up the word, open up this broadcast with prayer, it's actually to engage our minds, Craig, to be able to say, hey, God, what can I share today on this broadcast from the, the team perspective that I'm in. We, we are the co-hosts, co-hosts, if you would, and the listening audience is also on the team, the engineer, the telephone screener. We're all on a team of trying to understand this life, what it has for us, what's going, what we're going through, and what does the Bible say about a possible question. So, folks, I encourage you, 888 995 888-995-5552 is the number or everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers, Facebook, email, or tweet. Now, understand that Facebook, now you can hear us, and that's great. If not, Craig, I got some things that we could talk about. I'm sure some things are on your mind. You were teaching today in the, in, um, in uh, uh, Sunday school, if you would. We could talk about anything you want. We have some time, brother. So let's get into it. What, what is going on with you, Craig, that you want to uh, share? I usually do this at the end, but let's do it until the calls get set up. Hmm. Well, I just—I I would just say there's—I mean, a lot of things going on, but that's one of my big concerns right now is how the church is just really not equipping people, older, but particularly our young people, to deal with the issues related to identity, to who we are, and uh, sex or so-called versus gender, and issues related to LGBTQ mm-hmm. and trans ableism and a whole bunch of other issues is the Church just seems woefully unprepared and inadequate to address these concerns. And not only are Christians being marginalized, but they just, they're just uh, being ostracized. I, I know younger people literally uh, were very popular and things were going really well at their schools, and then they it came out, somebody came out of the closet, and the, the individual responded, but they didn't celebrate it. I mean, they didn't come out and... and be critical or, you know, mean-spirited or whatever. They just weren't celebrating it. Some others noted it, and it, it, they were totally ostracized. Yeah. And so younger people, I mean, the ability to share the gospel are getting shut down. Uh, they And or they're already just completely intimidated. Uh, they're not given a platform. And other young, our younger people are, are 
even questioning Christianity, and they don't like the idea. It's like, well, why are we bigots? Why are we intolerant? Why are we so mean? And these other people are so loving mm. and so open to this behavior, and we don't agree. So it looks like we are just... In fact, I was watching something tonight, a series with my family, and I watched a series, and it was talking a lot about God, but it was really justifying a lot. I mean, these people were... I use the euphemism sleeping around and yeah. doing stuff they shouldn't be doing, but they're all talking about God and going to church and, and all that stuff and using religious language. And you're like, well, a minor problem here. You're living an immoral life. And and they put the two together like, oh, that that's fine. And we're taller and we're accepting. Well, again, not just people our age have trouble sharing with people today, but particularly our younger people either – they're simply doubting Christianity for this or other reasons, uh, but clearly many of them are totally intimidated and don't feel they can share the gospel because they're going to be ostracized because they don't even get a chance. Because like you're a, you're a bigot, you're intolerant, you're mean. Uh, we don't want to talk to you. Be quiet. And so, what are we doing to prepare our people? Yeah, that's a Craig. Uh, you're going in and out a little bit, uh, but the last thing I heard you say is, "Where do we go to prepare, or how do we prepare our people?" And that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question um, that the even like what the sermon was today at church in regards to the uh, the word of God going out on a different soil. Uh, have the soil of our life and our soul been prepared, and can we prepare it? Or is it only up to God to prepare? Our, the, the soil, if you would, of our life to receive what he has to say or what anybody has to say about what you should be doing in your life, how you should be operating, moving, and uh, executing in your life the various things that you've heard. Because, I mean, I used to hear from many people as though the as though their parents was the, the, the final word of everything in life. And I always ask the question, I even asked the question when I was being raised, am I being raised right? Is what mom and dad saying? always correct it may be their house but doesn't necessarily mean just because of their house that means that they're correct about every subject matter they're human beings as well and then it's um sometimes we have this thing as parents <laughs> being one and the grandparent as well uh I, I never fell into that idea about parents you know we're right just because we are the parent man it has to be each subject my, my my children were raised to question anything they want as long as they do it in a respectful tone and the way that they want to have a question about anything I've said or any directive I may give they always have the privilege and opportunity and we talk about that in their old and they get in their 40s now and they talk about how they appreciated that privilege uh, to talk because many people that they grew up with did not have that opportunity to if, for lack of a term question anything and everything that's going on in their life and I and I think that the God allows that, man. I mean, reading the word of God, you would say, "Wow, well, to dare a person question God like that," but not to question God when there's a question. Are we really being true to ourselves? I think not. I think not. Well, PCH, uh, I, I um, solicit folks to call in. Look like someone had the temerity to call in, so let me run to this phone call. But everyone else can join us at triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two are Bible info brokers for Facebook, email, tweet, messenger, and the like. That's the other platform. So let's go to Derek in the city of Los Angeles and welcome into the broadcast. Derek, how you doing, sir? Uh good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. What's your question for the night, brother? 
My question is, I'll try and make my little history brief. You know, I, I grew up in a church, and I heard the Word, and basically all of my life I kind of, not kind of, but, you know, rejected uh, the Lordship of Jesus. I mean, I, like a lot of people, that doesn't make it an excuse, but a lot of people I just, you know, I knew the verses. I, I knew it intellectually, but I didn't want to you know, uh, have my life left by God. I, I consistently pushed him away, even when times I knew he was calling me. It's just a, a willful, horrible, demonic stubbornness. Mm. And it just, this, this all dawned on me a couple of years ago during the pandemic thing, because, you know, once I had time alone and had no distractions, my conscience went screaming at me about this, you know, and I just felt completely empty and a million miles away from God. And then I was trying to find comfort, and I read in a couple places in the Bible, particularly Romans, which horrifies me about how you do that, and it comes a time when you're unsavable, so there's no more salvation for you. And there's places in the um, other Bible, I think it's the Old Testament, I'm sorry, I don't know where it is, where it says, if you, you know, if this happens, you know, uh, God will, you'll, you'll go looking for him, but you can't find him, and I'm just, my question is, how do you know when it's too late for you, you know, when when God's given up on you. Interesting way that you said the question at the end of that, when God has given up on you. And I think that the idea from, from my perspective in PCH, I'm sure you'll speak on it. Uh, Cause I, I hang around a lot of older guys, man. Most of my life is, or most of my life has been around people that were older than me. And even now, even the guys I, you know, hang with, I call them my obituary crew when we, we go golfing cause they're in their eighties and nineties, man, uh, that I, that I hang with. And the, the, the question is, I've had that conversation with a lot of those older guys and said, man, you live this life and you live this life your way and, you you know, very accomplished guys did great in this world. Uh, uh, but now we're all going to die. You've seen all of our friends been dying off from 50 down to three people left, from 50 people down to three left in a little group that we go golfing with. And now the question is the same. You've lived all these years. Where do you where do you go when you die? What what's going to happen? Is it too late for you? And the answer I'm going to give, and I let Professor respond on it, is that your last breath. But when do you know it's coming? That's when it's too late. Your last breath. But PCH, what say you? Well, Derek, I appreciate your honesty and sharing with us. But I would argue there are no pastors like that. I don't think God gives up on us when we repent. There are, there are cases where God judged people and judged Israel and the nation, but it's not that well, you can't repent. The impartable sin, I'm going to argue, is simply not repenting, not asking for forgiveness. The mere fact that you even care they're even asking this question shows that you're, you're not there. And so, as Daryl said, yeah, when you die, it's too late to repent. But as long as you have breath and you have life, you can, and God wants you to repent and to come back to Him and to walk with Him and to give your life to Him. So, yeah, it's 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 not too late. Uh, the only sense of late is people miss opportunities uh, as as a believer, and there are cases where again, Israel and the kings in the Old Testament that were wicked, God judged them, and there's a point where He says, "Okay, I'm bringing judgment." But you don't really find a passage that says, and I won't save you, per se. I'm going to argue that doesn't exist. So 
in context it's dealing with other levels of of the judgment of the of the chastisement of God that he brings upon people to get our attention to reprove us to correct us uh, but we say they're remedial they're corrective in nature but my friend the mere fact that you even care means you've not committed the unpardonable sin and that God is ready willing and able to receive you but it's really what Daryl and I were saying but God asked for repentance turning away from your sin, and to God in confession that you messed up. And, and even then, God's not trying to rub your face in it. He's not trying to, oh, yeah, you messed up, and I'm going to keep reminding you the rest of your life. But it's it's for our good. We need to acknowledge. I've seen over and over in my own life and the life of others in the Church collectively that have fellowshiped in. They don't own stuff. They don't fess up to it. And they just keep committing the same thing They don't because they don't learn. If, if we don't acknowledge we have a problem in an area— if we don't see that we have a problem, then we're doomed to just keep repeating it. But that that doesn't have to be. Repentance, confession, and a genuine trusting in God, and He can and will forgive you. And, you know, I don't know how old you are, and since I don't need to know, as, as I was teaching today, as Daryl mentioned, did you want to share that, Derek? Sixty. Yeah, so I thought you said. Man. So You sound good. You sound very young, bro. You sound good yeah, at 60. exactly. <laughs> Craig, so, Craig is around your age, and he sounds just as good as you. I'm the only one that sounds yeah. old, old and raspy. <laughs> well, but, 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 well, are you familiar with the, the, the passage I'm talking about? It's in Romans, and it says uh, that, you know, uh, if, if you keep grieving the Holy Spirit or you keep uh, resisting it, then you're, uh, there's no more salvation for you except just horrible judgment. Are you familiar with that? Well, there, there are, in, in, in Romans 2, it talks about that, but yeah, I think you're even talking more about Hebrews 6 and some other passages. But in context, oh, no, I, I, think argue, I, I, I think I meant Hebrews. I think you're right. Yeah, but even then, that's really not what it's saying. Yeah, it, Hebrews 6 says, yeah, if you keep sinning, if you don't repent, there's, there's no forgiveness. Well, of course. I mean, it's a truism. If you're not asking for forgiveness, then there's no forgiveness, because you have to ask for forgiveness. You have to repent, and if you're not repenting, well, then of course you're not gonna, you're not going to repent. You're not going to be saved. So that's what's going on here. It may be simplistic. They just mean like I I thought it was like you know okay, it's number five hundred times you uh, rejected the yeah. you're talking, so now you're done. No, you know God gives He gives chances over and over and over again. I mean no, there I'm are suffering. consequences in our lives, but and it does affect our lives, and you know there can have broken families and relationships and all kinds of problems from sin. But if you're, you're going to go to God and you're going to ask for forgiveness and admit you've been a prodigal, God is ready, willing, and able to forgive you. And, and here's the beauty of this as well. Now, look, I'm a little older than you, but I don't know how long you're going to live, but every day that you have breath that you live, you can serve God and you can see, you can't change the past, what's done is done in some sense, but you can live today for the Lord. You can repent today, right now, and who knows, if the Lord gives you 10, 20, 30 years, who knows how long, you can live to the glory of God and see incredible fruit in your life. But, but that that's, that's decisions today, but it's got to be made. You need to decide how you're going to live your life. Are you going to live for God or for yourself? And as Dr. Phil would say, if he was here, and how's that working for you, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's obviously it's not. Um, so, uh, no, you, you could see incredible things in your life still, because God is gracious. It could, because it tells us in the Old Testament, God delights to show mercy. He doesn't just show mercy, he delights to do it. 
And so it's just really a question of, Lord, I'm, I'm asking for forgiveness. I messed up. No excuses. I'm guilty. I did it. Forgive me. Restore me to my relationship, my full fellowship with you. And I, and I want to live in light of eternity. I want to live a life that's pleasing to you. And that life that's pleasing to God is actually, <laughs> the fruit of that is it's good for you. It works well for you and your loved ones. So it's not too late. Um, you just well, need to for, make for, I had a million dollars, I'd give it to you because that's the greatest news I've, I've gotten. And, um, and I'll, since I have you on the phone and just wrote three quick things for your listeners, I want to tell everybody, first of all, there's no such thing as a fence. You're either for Jesus or you're serving the devil, even if you seem like a nice guy. It's really that serious. I found that out my old age. Yeah. And and uh, salvation, there's no price tag on it. I I would put a billion dollars on fire if they, if it meant that versus my salvation. I don't I don't care about anything in this world anymore. I I, I realize now where the real goal is. It's Jesus Christ. Nothing yeah. else is better. Sometimes it takes a while. Derek, thank you very much for your phone call, brother. Excellent call. Okay, thank you so much, you guys. I appreciate your help. You're very welcome, brother. Yeah, and, and get into a Bible-believing church, brother. I mean, that's yeah. where you're going to grow and mature. That's going to feed your soul and help you to really understand what it's like to be a Christian and how to live the Christian life. God doesn't just tell us what to do. He gives us the energy, the grace, and the strength to do it. And So you just want to tap into to a, a good fellowship. It really teaches the Word and gives you great fellowship with men and otherwise. That's how you're really going to grow as a believer and stay strong in Him. Okay? Indeed, indeed. Thank you very much, Derek. You know, PCH, even though we know that the addresses of the Bible are not the inspired Word, as it were, but just a convenient way for us to know uh, where to go and kind of uh, join each other at that particular verse. But I'm reading a verse. I'm not going to say what it is yet. I'm going to let the people look it up. Uh, it says that the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, as we were talking about earlier. And the beauty the beauty of that is that you have breath in your body. Today is the day. Today is the day of salvation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Craig, you know, when I mentioned today, today is also the opportunity for the people to participate with this ministry, with what we're doing on the Bible Information Brokers and the, and all the uh, auxiliary ministries that we've been involved with. And I'll mention a few of them in a moment. But for you to consider what God has supplied you with as far as the the talent that you have and the, the treasures that you have and the time that you have that we've been talking about already, I'm going to ask that you would consider to put those three things together and think about what you can do for this ministry in particular and other ministries that will be deserving of you being the steward of what God's given you. If you are a believer, you are a steward. It's not your stuff. It's not your stuff. You are in charge of it. You are a steward of it. You are going to be held accountable for what you do with the stuff that you have. Now, the stuff that we have is the time on the broadcast that we do today, the various uh, resources that we offer through the uh, the website, through the time that we spend on the radio, and all that costs, ching, ching, money. All of that costs money. And I would ask that you would consider supporting and partnering with us as we continue to do this work as much time as the Lord gives us until, Craig, he gives us no more breath in our body. And then you can then count it as though you're giving towards his kingdom. If you believe in what we're doing, if you've been 
faithful and listening for some length of time and you, you're trusting, pray to the Lord, ask him, should I give to these guys? Should I give to the ministry? We, uh, we, you know we're not paying their salary. Man, maybe they should get a salary. But no, we know we're not paying your, each, each other's salary here. We're not paying our salary, but we're asking you to support the broadcast, and here's two ways you can do it. Simply go to our website now, even while we're on the broadcast. Go there right now and consider that one page that says support and donate. Have all the information for you there at Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers. All the information is there on one page. Very simple if you have access to the internet. If you got on the internet, this is a very simple thing to do. Bible Info Brokers. Click support and donate. Follow those instructions. And you give as the Lord commands or directs or gives you the unction to give to this particular ministry. Only admonition I have is don't take away from if you go into a church. Don't take away from that. If you're unchurched, by all means, give it all here. But if you're going to a church, you're fellowshipping with other believers, and you're exercising your spiritual gift there, and you're fellowshipping there, please don't take away those proceeds and give to this ministry, and I would say any other ministry. Feed, I'm sorry, uh, put that soil, that, that seed into the soil where you're being fed. You're being fed here, great. Appreciate that. But if your main fellowship is a church, give to your church. Don't take away from that to give here. I know that's unusual. Ministries don't say that. You know, and I think that's why God probably honored us, Craig, even though it's got close a lot of times. It's kind of checking us out, making sure our heart is right. Uh, got down to the wire a few times, PCH, but Lord's been faithful, man. He's been faithful through the, the dedicated few compared to all the people that are listening. Just imagine, everybody listening to the sound of our voice now, we just give any small amount, any generous amount as they can do. We appreciate that. Bible Info Brokers is the website. Bible Info Brokers is the website. BibleInfoBrokers.com Or you can simply write out a check, fill out the envelope, get a money order tomorrow, fill out the envelope today, put the stamp on it, whatever it costs, about $4,000 for a stamp, and just mail it in. You can write the check out to Living by the Word and mail it to P.O. Box 90477. P.O. Box 90477 in Los Angeles, 90009. 90009. That's nine three zeros in the middle and a nine for the zip code. We appreciate that in advance. And if you're so inclined and you want to direct where you want the money to go that you're going to send in, there's various things that you can do. You can direct it towards just all the associated costs with Living by the Word and Bible Information Brokers. Or you can also give to um, Craig's particular uh, causes that he's dealing with as far as when he have an opportunity to go overseas and the various things that uh, teaching or the training of teachers. Craig, why don't you talk on that a bit, and I'll just give, re-give the address after you talk on that, and we get back to the questions. Well, thanks, Daryl. I really don't need to talk about it until I'm back out doing it again. We're hoping to be out in April this year, but I'll share more uh, when we actually get that lined up again. It's been, okay. it's been two years we've been landlocked here in yeah, the United yeah. States, and we're hoping to get back out, but I do appreciate that. Um, you're mentioning that, but I think at this point we just want to wait till we've actually got it scheduled and okay. able to get out again. And that's fine, but folks, you don't have to wait. You can still send the money we designated, and we'll hold it. We'll hold it. There's nothing wrong. Get, it, get out your hands now. Get out your hot little hands before you buy one of those Starbucks coffee that costs $1,500 or whatever they cost these days. And uh, we'll, we'll store up that money for when Craig does do that. All you got to do is designate it or, again, you can support the ministry, as I said. Now, PCH, while I'm doing a little commercial stuff here, why don't you tell us about the, uh, the His Channel situation where you also have an opportunity to get questions answered and we'll get back to what 
the phone call that I don't see coming in, but maybe we have some questions on Facebook. Why don't you let them know about the His channel and what you're doing on that? Well, thanks, Daryl. Yes, indeed. There is a internet TV program, His Channel. His Channel, just H-I-S. Of course, the word channel, no spaces or hyphens, uh, dot com. And one can listen to some really great programming uh, on there. They have a lot of uh, well-known Bible teachers and others. So a great opportunity to grow, another opportunity to grow in your faith. And I have the privilege of hosting a program that airs on Wednesdays, Wednesdays from 1 to 2, on his channel called Today's Bible Question. So given this format, if you still have other questions, you can actually call that and you would text your question, text the question to that number at his channel, and I or other host will attempt to answer it. So, But then again, I host today's Bible questions on Wednesdays from 1 to 2. If you have some questions about the Bible or related issues, love to talk with you about that, love to, to attempt to answer your questions, feel free to do that on hischannel.com, Wednesdays of 1 to 2. Thanks, Daryl. Appreciate that, PCH. And the last uh, bit of information I can give you at this time is that if you're if you've never read through the Bible uh, from Genesis to Revelation, that's, you should do so. You should find out what God has to say. But even if you just listen to it throughout your day, um, get, get, get in the habit of uh, spending some time with the Lord. That's your devotion to him. That's, like, that's a relationship. But I'm going to suggest that you go to our Facebook page. And on a daily basis, I happen to have a tendency since many, many years, maybe about nine, ten years now, of posting daily Bible reading, and I just happen to love the chronological way of reading it. So, like, when you get to those stories, you won't be confused by having to go back and say, hey, well, did I, didn't I just read something like this? You I mean it happened three or four times? No. Chronologically, as i found, for me, the best way to read things, so that's how I live my life, kind of chronologically. Not telephonically, Craig, but chronologically. Sometimes on the phone, but mostly chronologically. And then you can take an opportunity to read through the Word of God that way. You can look at our Facebook page at Bible Info Brokers on Facebook and then pick up the daily reading. And by all means, do not have to wait till Sunday to call in or send us a question. You can type in a question or a comment on, on the Facebook page right there. And I'd love to read what you're thinking about from that perspective of you reading through the Word of God. And that'd be a good thing for you to do. Just kind of type in your thought of the day on what stood out to you on that particular reading. And at the end of the year, you'll be able to go back and check yourself out to see what type of maturation or the type of growth you have been growing in your most holy faith by reading the Word of God. Ergo, chronological reading, Bible Info Brokers on the Facebook page. Well, PCH, there it is. I've done all the commercials I'm going to do right now until the next uh, other side of the break. And I'm still seeing people not calling, but I have questions. I, hey, 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 Eric, are you doing something to these people calling in? I'm going to give the number again, Eric. And if they don't call in, I'm going to watch and see, make sure that phone rings. And if it doesn't ring or if it does ring, don't hang up on them, bro. Triple eight nine nine five 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 five. You all see me, Craig? I'm looking right at him when I say that too. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two is a number. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers, as I said. Facebook at our email uh, dot com website. Email us questions. Tweet us questions. Our messenger us questions. All those formats are the same address. Bible Info Brokers. PCH, I'm, you're going to get a kick out of this, and we we're talking about timing when Derek had called about. Is it too late? I want to give something to you as far as a little bit of news in the uh, in the community of Christianity, as it were. 
And there's a there's a, a article I'm looking at. I haven't read the article, but we talked sort of like about it in church because we were dealing with some issues uh, from Matthew 13. And the pastor decided to mention this and said that uh, church news out of L.A.'s, one of L.A.'s most eligible single pastors is getting married. Now, if I say the pastor's name, Craig, you're going to know who it is, but I won't say the name. But what I will say is that the, he's been having this young lady or the person he's been dealing with as far as a relationship for 28 years. And now he's getting married. PCA is just from the standpoint until people call in at 888-995-5552, 888-995-5552. You have a beautiful daughter. Would you recommend your daughter, PCH, to be in a relationship for 28 years exclusively I'm assuming that's what the situation is, and not uh, go towards the marriage until 28 years later. What say you, Daddy? No. No. <laughs> You're such a hard papa. <laughs> you take that. Well, I go have my daughter. I wouldn't want to be taken advantage of. It doesn't take 28 years to figure out if you want to marry somebody. Um, so, more than likely, something's wrong with that picture. Um, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, and I uh, having a couple of daughters as well. Don't think so, and granddaughters and things like that. I think the idea is that when I when I heard that, it's, it's almost like, come on now, come 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 on, come on, preacher, come on, uh, body of Christ. And, I, and I'm going to say it this way: if someone could be in a relationship like that, Craig, is it our business as believers? Let's say if you're going to that church and you knew of that kind of situation. Do you feel as an obligation of other believers to not, I'm not going to use the word, I'm going to use the word intervene or get in somebody else's business when they know that's what a relationship is for so long and not kind of um, lovingly pull a person aside and say, hey, what's going on? Is that, is our, is that our responsibility as believers? Because I mean, I can go to First Corinthians where Paul says, you know, he talks about some things in this area, but is that for the church to do real quick? And that's not this just this area, but any other area that we're dealing with that's a possibility of a appearance. Well, sure, it's our responsibility not to be it could be fruit inspectors and to I'm the kind of church where I think the pastor's living in sin. I mean we all sin, but when you deliberately willful involved mm-hmm. in sin, there's a problem with that, to say the least. Well, I tell you, we come at the top of our break, and because there's a problem with things, and like you said, fruit inspector, and even when we were talking about in church for Matthew uh, 13, it was dealing with the idea that uh, the people that receive the word of God and receive it in a, in a, in a right soil does produce uh, fruit, uh, you know, does produce um, results, some 30, uh, 60, or 100 fold, if you would. What is the responsibility of us as individuals, though, for us personally? or even as we do radio broadcasts or go through our life, to let people know the seriousness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We talked about already about it's too late to be saved, and we answered that question. Let's talk about this whole idea of the gospel message, and then we'll take a break and come back and see if folks have any other questions. Because if not, then I have a plethora of questions to go by PCH. So let's deal with the gospel message. We have about mm, five or so minutes. And the seriousness of it, man, because I'm telling you, I, the, guy, the guys are not getting any younger. And I think you are, I've already expressed before how I feel about my older guys that are passing away 
and I'm getting an opportunity to talk to them about Christ, and then some of them have died that I happen to know just rejected Christ and then died in their 90s, man. And, I, and as I think about it, I always kind of tear up, and that's why I want to keep my Facebook face on and just simply toss it to you about the gospel message why it's so important not to live that many years and not really, well, you make a decision, but not really accept Christ. How sad. Well, the, yes, it is, but there's something even worse than that, and that is to 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 to, to die and not trust in Christ. Indeed. I mean, we can waste a lot of years of our lives, uh, of our life, plural for plural people that is, but I mean, the reality is today's the day of salvation. Today's the day to repent. Today's the day to get right with God. But the human heart is such that it's easy, given our sinfulness, to even live long and see horrible things happen and all kinds of things and knowing that everybody dies and you're going to die getting closer and closer to that and not to repent. And we would encourage people to to repent now, today, number one, because it's right and true and good. Number two is because they're wasting their lives. They're squandering their lives. Why, Why would you spend your life doing something that has no significance in light of eternity? But worse than that, not even... Have, not having significance actually is wrong, is harmful. You're harming others. You could say, well, how am I harming others? Well, even by setting a bad example, if you're as a parent or grandparent, your kids, grandkids look to you and they see how you live and you are modeling a lifestyle, uh, your views and some of the, the lifestyles that are modeled are so appalling. I mean, they're so unhealthy. They're so uh, bad. And, and destructive, and then we can't figure out why America's messed up and our kids and grandkids are messed up, and it's because we are. But here's the deal. Today is the day of salvation, as we've said several times, Daryl. Today is the day to get right with God. It's a day to come clean and say, Lord, I've messed up. I don't have any excuses. I'm guilty. I'm asking for forgiveness. I pray you forgive me, and I'll pray you redeem my life. Mm. And, and whatever time I have left to make it count for eternity, to make it to make it really count, there was a philosopher named Heidegger, Martin Heidegger, uh, had some views I clearly don't, don't hold to, but he at least understood, in some sense, the issue of death and how one needs to live their life in light of death. Now, too bad I have no knowledge of trusting in Christ, so he could have taken his own advice. But at least he didn't deny death, and he talked about knowing, even from a merely human perspective, you're going to die might want to make your life count, might want to live in light of that, uh, what was the word I'd want to use? There, There is uh, uh, something becomes due, Daryl. There's a date where it's due, and there's there's no extension, and that's how it is with death. Today is yeah. right with God to trust in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Believe on Him, Him alone for salvation, and know that He gives you eternal life. That's, that's what it's all about. How sad, Daryl, people live their whole lives mm. and don't even know wh- why they're here what they were really made for. And we were made for fellowship, relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And if one misses that, they miss everything. But even, we could be talking to people right now, Daryl, who are, who are in their 80s or 90s, 70s, 80s, or 90s. But we're saying it's not too late to get right with God. The mere fact that you're still alive, you're breathing, you're vertical, as the saying goes, you can repent now, ask for forgiveness, and know that God will forgive you, and you can redeem. You can make the most of whatever time you have left, 
you can make it count for eternity. I guess I'd say it this way. You got something else? You got something better? Mm, I mean, Dr. Phil would say, the way you've been living, uh, how's that working for you? Oh, yeah, not that well. Time to repent. Time to get right with God and let him radically transform you from the inside out. PCA, we really appreciate that, ladies and gentlemen, and because the idea that um, you can't be transformed um, and you, you've tried everything yourself, you tried many things yourself, you may be living a life whereby, indeed, uh, you know, it's, it's all the all the toys you have, all the, the money you made. We were talking about this, uh, the idea of the gentleman that um, was the owner, of, uh, was the richest man at one time in Walmart, how he was still living in the same house that he lived for so long, and when he he died, he died uh, rolling around in a older vehicle that he had for some uh, some at the time, and you know he didn't get caught up in all the riches that he actually was uh, blessed with. He happens to be a believer in everybody's understanding, and just to have that going on, you just wonder: Can God really trust you enough uh, with those goodies that He uh, obviously can, um, you know? Um, put in your life, uh, can you be trusted enough? Well, ask yourself the question, what have you been doing with what you have so far? Not just with money and things like that, but just think about the time in the relationship. You know what? We're going to take a break right about this time, and I want you to really seriously consider we're together on this broadcast. I don't know how many people are listening to us. I don't know how many people are out there in the world. I don't know how many people actually did what my request was, Craig, as far as sharing uh, the broadcast that they're listening to. But I'm just wondering, are those people that may have hear my voice, hear our voice, or know that the broadcast has been on, if they're prepared to participate in such a way that it would honor God, not only edify themselves to get a question answered, but also possibly share something that's going on in their life. That is in a question form that can redeem a lost and sinful world. Did you pray with us before the broadcast? Let's take a break and be back after these messages. Pray about it. Let's come back after the break. <laughs> 